Pints and Pies podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Al and there's Danielle and this guy There it is! Woo! There it is! If you watch NXT, you get it. You get it! Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Lugnut, formerly known as Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the distribution of retribution, Screenshoot, formerly known as Daniel Radford. <laughs> Screenshoot's a good one. I like it. That's good. That's really good. And while she couldn't be here today, it is still her birthday. And Pamphlets, formerly Lindsay Kelk, is always here in spirit. Happy birthday, Lindsay. Happy birthday, Lindsay. Special thanks to listeners Justin, Patrick, and Lachlan for our retribution names. You should have your own retribution names. I just read three normal names. Like, what the fuck is going on here anymore? We live in Retributions America. Nobody has a normal name anymore. Another week, another pay-per-view. This time it was WWE's Clash of Champions, Gold Rush. We're going to talk about Roman Reigns and the Universal title in our next segment, but let's start with Drew McIntyre as he defended the WWE title against Randy Orton in an ambulance match with the help of Christian, The Big Show, Shawn Michaels, and Ric Flair. Danielle, what'd you think? It was weird, right? It was, you know, I... I don't know if it was, I don't think it was bad weird, but it was just one of those things where it was like saying it out loud, you know, like they're yeah. fighting and then there's an ambulance, then Christian's there for some reason. Throws them into catering. And, th- and then Randy Orton gets kicked in the face by Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And then Drew McIntyre goes through an ambulance, but the ambulance is driven by Ric Flair. Like, I don't know what's happening. It was cool. It was interesting. I don't know if it's bad weird. It's, it's just fucking weird. You know, like it was literally like, like uh, 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 if you ever saw, and this is, uh, it doesn't age well, but in the Clerks cartoon, there's that one episode where they're like, <laughs> the Korean animators took over, and then it's yes. like, Bear is driving. How can that be? Yep. Ric Flair is driving. How can that be? Like, what is happening in this man? <laughs> <laughs> I promise not to break his feet with it. Woo! <laughs> How appropriate. The nature boy behind the wheel. Every time I watched a match, which, with which a few, uh, with a few exceptions, there were some exceptional matches on the card. One of which we'll discuss in our middle segment. My opinion, of course. But this one I watched. I was like, did I like that? I think I did, Be- because it made sense to me that Christian and Shawn Michaels and the Big Show showed up because the legend, kill- the legend killer is finally having the yeah. sins of the past revisited upon him, which. Because he old, announcers, just say he old. You yeah, guys. the announcers were like he, were taking a blue chew to tell you they were so excited. <laughs> I still like like it was a decent brawl. They both did a good job. The match right. was what it needed to be. I the number of people on this event who who made it feel like there was an actual crowd there, and and kudos to the Thunderdome. The sound in the Thunderdome and just the images of the crowds filled with people. There were a few times where my brain tricked me into thinking they were in a live arena with actual people there. Yeah, I, I, the the rumor, uh, capital T, capital R, is that like we might be getting rid of the Thunderdome soon. And I just think that that's a terrible idea. Yeah, the Thunderdome the is Thunderdome. good. The Thunderdome the is Thunderdome. It's everything that's right with wrestling right now is the Thunderdome. <laughs> Who would have thought yeah. any of us would ever say that? Well, look, WWE does its best when it is forced to um, against its own free will <laughs> yes. when it, is when it comes forward and does its best and shines. So. I want to talk about uh, Asuka, who pulled double duty. First of all, we're going to start with her second match first, which mm-hmm. is uh, her showing up to be the surprise challenger to Bailey's SmackDown Women's Championship uh, when Nikki Cross was unable to perform for some reason, COVID. And, and then, of course, that match ends in a disqualification, which leads to Sasha appearing to beat her down with a chair, setting up their eventual match at Hell in a Cell. You would imagine that's where that's going to blow off. I know there's something. Right. Isn't there another pay-per-view before then? Or is... is Backroads. 
Backroads, yeah. Backshot, backshots. WWE backshots is coming up. Backshots. <laughs> brought to you by <laughs> Hormel Chili. No, backshots is definitely brought to you by Blue Chew. <laughs> backshots back with Blue Chew. <laughs> Get ready for Rosebud City as we. <laughs> I I like that that match was very good. Bailey and Oscar are both very good. It's kind of a of a lemons into lemonade. I like the Sasha beatdown yeah. a lot as well, and I wanted to touch upon that in case you know see how you felt about it. Obviously, um yeah no I, I thought it was good. I, I I you know um thank you Oscar first of all for being the person that you are and mm-hmm. coming out and killing it because if there's anyone I trust to come in last minute because a bunch of the women got sidelined uh because florida is stupid then it is um it's oscar like you of course like you you see that oscar's coming into the ring you're like okay well match saved i'm not worried about it um and it was it was a great match of course obviously like it doesn't it doesn't have the same stakes because there's no build-up because oscar you know came out and and you can build on uh stuff that they've done in the past but yeah no there's there's no um and i don't know that they really did a whole lot of that but that's fine again like this is one of those things where it's like it, it it's very last minute it's last minute measures okay like this is what we get um unfortunately i do think that that took some of the shine off of the sasha run-in but they have time to fix that and i uh, i don't know this is probably one of the best versions of Sasha Bailey are friends and then not friends that we've had. I am, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of, I don't hate it. I think it's great. I think they're great performers, put them together all day long and we can get a classic. They did a great job selling it. Sasha, like, look, we talk about her speaking and I'm still very excited. I'm 90% sure she's going to play a silent Jedi though. Um, (laughs) From what it's looking at, I'm pretty sure they were like, she don't get to talk. Um, (laughs) But, um, you know, I'm, I, when it comes to selling things with her face and her body, that has never been a problem. Like her facial expressions are always on point, and I really did feel that from her. Um, so that I'm not like you know, um, yeah, it, it did. T- I feel like I'm rambling. It took a little bit of the shine off of it for me, but it was still great. It was still a good match. And this is all again. This is very nitpicky. This is very small. These were three great women in the ring doing three great women things. Absolutely. Speaking of, of women in the ring doing great women things, it's it's always great. There are people who you feel are are really like you go, oh, they're a great in ring performer, and then right. they get their chance to shine. Like they're not being utilized well. I can't wait to see this person finally get in the ring, and then they get in the ring, and it, sometimes it's a letdown. Sometimes it is. I think in the case of Zelina Vega, it was not. I think she was fantastic. Such a great match. She and Asuka had fantastic chemistry. They they had another great match on Raw the next night. Nothing other than to, to, to just say how wonderful it was to see her in the ring doing her thing. How, gr- how great she sold. How great her facial expressions were. Just She's a, she's a complete package wrestler. And I, I hope that they recognize that and continue to sort of hitch hitch their wagon to her. She's one of those people where it's like, oh, I see why you guys have hidden her from us because if she gets over big, she's a crossover star. Point blank period. If she gets over big, as big as she, she should, with as good as she is in the ring and as good as she is in the mic, and both of those things are only going to get better the more that she's doing them. I mean, she's already like A plus 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 tier on the mic. Can't nobody touch her. Mm-hmm. She's like for me, Zelina Vega is uh, Paul Heyman level on that mic. Wow. W- without, I mean, obviously without the years of experience, but like she is sweet. Her mic is real, real nice. Um. And just the way that she's able to improvise and have fun uh, along with it. Uh, you put that together with her skills in ring, which are already great, only going to get better. If she lives up to her potential, she is a crossover star. She is someone that you could put on. Man, if if, if only USA still had like bike cops, cops that are bikes. Yeah. And then you could silk, have her on there. Silk, silk stockings. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, being stocking number, like left stocking or something, you know what I mean? Like, if, if they had those kind of things where they were still doing, you, you know, like a, or, you know, a, a Malcolm Hamptons in the doctor. Middles or, yeah, Hamptons Doctor, uh, any of those things, Zelina Vega would be the one that you would put on. She is a complete package. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I can't wait to see her in the Marine Ted. I was going to say. <laughs> Still Marining. As... <laughs> well, I, I, look, I don't want to give any spoilers as to the last Marine, which came out years ago, but we don't know who the Marine is now. We each have to find the Marine within ourselves. And that's yes, how we find move your own Marine day to day. Can I talk? Do we have time for me to briefly say that it kind of feels like the new Marine is going to be Shawn Michaels? Because what else is he doing? Me have to fight terrorists. <laughs> He's always fighting someone in a garage. That's the best part. Is the, like, the Marine. Why is he always in a garage? It's always like, oh, Trinity's going to be in this one. Cool. Is she going to be behind the Prius? <laughs> the Marine is always fighting people in the same abandoned parking lot. Me just trying to run this Meineke and live a retired life. But me get called back into duty. That's the sound of me fighting bad guys. Cause me a sexy boy. He just has to make sure that he finds them on on level alf roll H. I just spoiled the last. Yes, the the Ms. Marine is dead, guys. I'm sorry that I spoiled it for you. Oh the no! Marine. It's that movie's been out like four years. He'll it's come back fun. for the dead. They don't. That's that's negligible. Marines yeah. don't die; they fade away. They multiply. I want to talk about the opening match of of Clash of Champions Gold Rush, which was the the triple threat ladder match for the two Intercontinental Titles between Jeff Hardy, Sami Zayn, and AJ Styles. These three guys, these three guys show up in the Thunderdome of all places in the year of our Lord 2020 and put on a match. Let's not be hasty. Put on (laughs) our dark Lord, the year year of our dark Lord 2020. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) And they put on a match that could have been the main event of a WrestleMania. Who gave them permission Fucking AJ Styles, Captain America with a with a ladder. It was that was the funniest shit. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he like straight up came up, and I'm not calling him a gazelle anymore. And we know why. You have to earn your gazelle privileges coming back. So we're not gonna say he's he's like Captain America. Yeah. But he it was so beautiful. It was like a bow and arrow, except the bow is a ladder and the arrow is also a ladder. <laughs> it was so funny so good um yeah it was amazing except i i just look i know that me and Lindsay harp on this can we stop with the ear stuff can we just no more ear things sammy zane just no 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 just no. inserted the handcuff through the stretch piercing of jeff hardy's ear you're not going anywhere you're not going anywhere hardy's not gonna be able to move and lose his ear sammy zane just handcuffed hardy to the ladder and what happened to handcuffs to the earlobe of Jeff Hardy? Look at this! What kind of sicko does that? I don't know if it's sicko. I think it's kind of brilliant. I don't like the ear stuff either. I hated it at WrestleMania two years ago or a year ago, yeah. whatever that was. You know, in uh, in 1984, the last time we went mm. outside. Uh, but in this case, it worked because... It didn't tear anything. He had he had to try to get in the ring. It impaired him. And you knew he wasn't going to win. The handcuff stuff was brilliant. It made Sami Zayn yeah, look so like a genius that he had planned every like he had this in his back pocket the whole time and just waited until he had to use it to pull it. Like the storytelling made storytelling in a ladder match is rare. It's usually just uh-huh. here's the thing I'm going to build that will break later and then I'm going to build this thing and I'm going to put I'm going to put 9 tables on top of 12 ladders but then I'm also going to just come over here later on and do a rest spot for 15 minutes because Why did we move hard. the stairs? No one knows. Who's I, moving them back? Some dude. Exactly. But this one it just worked. It was a uh, it was an A+ plus for me and I'm glad to see Sami Zayn with the titles back. I think he's he's so great he's another like i don't he's not a crossover like zelina but in terms of like on the mic i would put him in that tippy top tier and he's also a fantastic in-ring performer so yes like there's nothing more you could want from him than than what you get crazy fuzzy sammy zane is my heart right now he looks like Uh, animal 
I know. I love it. See, just get it. Look, we've got him. We've got Shawn Michaels. We're putting together a whole. <laughs> we're putting together a whole episode of the Muppets, you guys. Who's Big Bird? Oh, Big Show. <laughs> Either that or he's Snuffy, and only in the way where it's like you know, some people used to be able to see Snuffy, and like some people couldn't. And you would think that'd be John Cena, but I think that that speaks more to the mercurial nature of Big Show's motives at any point given the year. Yeah, John Cena's Kermit. He's reporting, he's reporting live from the cow who just jumped over the moon. <laughs> yeah, he's carpet. That's what he's, he's doing. He's singing Rainbow Connection to the children. Yeah. Uh, let's shift to your regularly oh, scheduled. Oh, I don't like what other things that put in my brain. Nope, keep moving. Go, go, keep moving. <laughs> WWE programming. Uh, WWE and AEW. Danielle, Lindsay is not here. She's getting her birthday. My gift to her on her birthday is she does not have to do this fucking segment. <laughs> and your gift to her is that you do have to do it. <laughs> What's going on in the AEW women's division, Danielle? I don't know. I didn't get to this. I'm like, oh, sorry. I'm the worst. That's <laughs> Much correct. like the women in AEW, I didn't show up. <laughs> well, it looks like the Young Bucks. Well, no, are- <laughs> that, that's not fair. They show up. They show up. It looks like the Young Bucks are turning heel and uh, Moxley remains champion, even with Eddie Kingston now. I love Eddie Kingston, by the way. So good on the mic. Again, like he's even better. Like Taz is great Eddie's on the mic. Amazing. Taz is a great is he was never as a promo as good as he is as a commentator and now as a manager like he he could have done it then I guess but he's since gotten better Eddie Kingston is like I just want to watch him talk all the time because I believe everything he says and I would like you know he's the kind of guy who should have people following him to the ends of the earth he should have a stable where does he land for you on the MJF scale I mean if What's so <laughs> try to think what's at the bottom of the MJF scale? Giant Gonzalez, <laughs> where the person can't do anything. Oh, wow! <laughs> like a heel who can't, who, the heel is like, Well, he's eight foot tall, let's put this bodysuit with furry shoulders on him and see what happens. <laughs> Eddie Kingston for me is, is a lot closer to MJF than, than he is to Giant Gonzalez. I think Eddie okay. Kingston is a good wrestler from what I've seen, but it seems to me like his value. And the way they're positioning him is he's with the Lucha Brothers, and he seems to be building a stable, which is exactly what he should be doing. He's, he's a good mouthpiece who can also wrestle, and now he, he's in pursuit of Moxley, who I, you like. He's fine as champion. I guess I don't. I'm not invested in that title scene. I don't care who's going to take the belt off of him. I'm not invested in Moxley. Like I, I. I, I don't know what it's going to take at this point. Obviously, like, you know, Dean Ambrose, I enjoyed with the Shield. I enjoyed mm-hmm. some of the Dean ambrose stuff. It got really all, like, wacky, and we all, you know, we, that's been talked about to death. And then, obviously, it was really exciting when he was just, like, being himself and coming over and talking. And then I remembered, like, oh, I don't know if I was ever super into Moxley before the Shield. <laughs> like, right. and that could just be me. His presentation is kind of boring to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I his his in ring style is kind of you know it's he's very meat and potatoes, and I love meat and potatoes is dope. You can do a million things with them, but it's like, and you can do a million things with be- with beef and potatoes, man. You could make some uh, potato dumplings and then put some stroganoff on them you can uh you know there, there's all kinds of things you could do you could have french fries and a burger um but i feel like with him it's just like barely it, it's just like a raw steak and like mashed potatoes every time which is dope and i'll eat the crap out of it but like yeah sometimes man uh give me some arug <laughs> some rocket <laughs> some rocket and i feel like he I feel like his rocket is blood is the problem. And I think for some people, that's good. For some people, they're like, oh, hell yeah, man. Uh, uh, you put, you, you sprinkle it with, uh, <laughs> sprinkle that with the parsley of, of, of bloody parts. But bloody, but blood stuff doesn't really do it for me unless it's like really to push a story forward. If it's just like a hardcore match, you know, those, I, I think those can be fun, but hardcore for the sake of hardcore. Um, I've never, I've never been one that's like, I'm doing this because I'm more hardcore than you and I have to prove I'm more hardcore than you. I don't give a shit about that. I don't care. I want hardcore because it's like, I want to hurt you 
And the only way that I can beat you with a bat legally is if we do it at work. And, and maybe it's just like I, I've chilled on him and, and obviously these things go back and forth. But I agree right now, like the title scene is not really, it's not really jiving for me. Yeah. And there are a lot of great characters to invite. Hey, characters welcome. I know that's USA's moniker, but AEW seems to have... Put him on a show where he's a cop that's a bike. Yeah. (laughs) Cop bike, coming soon to USA. Characters welcome. (laughs) He was a doctor, and then there were rich people. But also, he was a Prius. It's the Marine (laughs) Doctor, coming soon to USA. Characters welcome. Me and that one? Yes, you are, Sean. (laughs) NXT put together a very good program with matches I enjoyed greatly, but the featured mm. story, and I'm changing what I'm putting over uh, oh. because we're not talking about NXT. Now. I'll put over two things. How about that? How about that? It's only two of us. I'll put over two things. I'll do it. Don't You think I won't? Think I won't do it? Oh, I'm going to put it. over eight things. Oh, man. <laughs> Look, we ain't got to get you nowhere for 40 minutes, bud. You did this to you. I brought a knife to a gunfight. That was my bad. <laughs> That's right. The The show centered around building the match at NXT TakeOver 31 between Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor. And they did such a good job touching on it. They had the Kyle O'Reilly video package. Adam Cole after he beat Austin Theory in a very good match. And I would not mind seeing Austin Theory in Undisputed Era if that is the direction they're going with this. Uh, him going to the camera and uh, Adam Cole going to the camera and just talking up Kyle O'Reilly after his win. Like, that was his first thing. Kyle O'Reilly was born ready. Nobody wants this more. Nobody has earned an NXT title shot more. On Sunday at TakeOver, Kyle is going to shock the world. But he's not going to shock me. And then the sit-down with Shawn Michaels, where he was like, him want to beat you for belt. <laughs> you are, you best keep How was secret. I not ready? Title match. I thought that, I just thought it was fantastic. That segment between the two of them was great. And I'm very excited for that match because I think it's, I, you know, obviously they have the ability to pull it off in the ring, but they did such a great job storytelling up to it. It just felt like two guys who respect each other that both want yes. to win this match and are not going to give the other person a chance to do it. And that's ultimately that it's uh, that is the most basic version of wrestling. And it still works after a century plus. Here's how I'm a hypocrite. Uh, uh-huh. because when you tell that story of, I just want to be the best, like no one ever was and you're in my way. And it's with two people who are very good at telling stories that make me believe that because they are two very talented people. And one of them might be one of the best in the world that's currently working, or at least in contention for top 20. Um, that's like currently working and, and, and hot, um, not hot. Like this isn't dick print hot. I mean like hot, like, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, I, yeah, I, Maybe it, like I I do like stripped down stories. It's weird because it's I, I I guess it's any story can be anything can be good if it's good and when you do it well and when it is convincing and when the performances are good and when the people in the ring are good and when it's told in a compelling way. I can be down for a. I just don't want you to win because I believe it for them. Anything is good as if if it's done well with people who are very talented. Absolutely, which it's... I is just. That's not even an opinion. That's like saying, hey, you know how sometimes hey, some bread is white. No, uh, <laughs> that's know. not even an opinion. That's like the most milk toast opinion. Hey, I guess things are good if, if it's told good and the people who are in it are good. <laughs> it's like the most, that's the most butter noodle fucking take. <laughs> I'm trying to take mayonnaise and call it aioli. What am I doing? What is happening? It's a plate of macaroni with a little bit of butter. It's the only <laughs> thing I'll eat. I think it's, there's nothing, it's, I don't think you're, you might not be setting the world on fire with your take, but I think it's worth <laughs> noting because we get caught up in, in what's the gimmick and what's the gimmick of the match and how are they going to get creative and give us something new? Sometimes it doesn't need to be new. Sometimes it just needs to be really, really good. It doesn't take a ton to 
to hold an audience's attention. And it's good to be reminded of that, all of us. Says the person who mumbles and rambles for five minutes. Yeah, just, it it doesn't take a lot. Dot, 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 dot. Dot, dot, dot. Hal looks at his watch. Julian plays with his dog. Dot, 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 dot. Danielle says, um, five more times. Dot, 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 dot. Hal gets on a plane. Flies over to Philadelphia. Flies to Philadelphia. Goes and watches a game. Danielle still dot, 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 dot. Um, 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 um. Hal gets back on a flight. Comes back. Sits back in his chair. Danielle's still talking. And has a long beard. Yeah. From my travels. Is eating the cheesesteak he brought with him from off of the plane. Oh, good lord. Please. Please, lord, <laughs> let that be true. If you have anything to say about what we've discussed so far, the conversation will continue on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. When we come back, it's time to talk about the big dog, the tribal chief, the yard guard. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Yard guard. <laughs> yard guard. I got Yard Guard, only 1995. Protects and aerates the soil in your yard. Yard Guard sounds like something that was banned for children in the 80s. Yeah. It was the it was the ABBA album that didn't sell. Yard yeah. Guard. <laughs> yard Guard. Yard Guard. Yard Guard. And then Ace of Base covered it and made it racist somehow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is Swedish for not in my backyard. Terrifying people on both sides. How did it take us like 20 years to figure how? 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 It took us all 20 years to be like, did anyone like look at those lyrics? No? <laughs> this next one is called Stand Down and Stand By. Two, three, four. Wink, wink. Wink, wink, wink. Stand down and stand by. Yeah. You know what that means. Bring a pipe and a rifle and a vest. Stand down. Wink, but stand by. Stand by. The war is coming, but I didn't say that. Stand down. Stand by. Me too. Yes, you, Marine. Stand down. You leave, you leave the Marine out of this. He's got to guard America's parking lots. <laughs> Sometimes when me not working, me dress as valet just to have more cars. Hello there, ghouls and gals. It is I, April Wolf. I'm here to take you through the twisty, scary, heart-pounding world of genre cinema on the exhilarating program known as Switchblade Sisters. The concept is simple. I invite a female filmmaker on each week and we discuss their favorite genre film. Listen in closely to hear past guests like The Babadook Director, Jennifer Kent, Winter's Bone Director, Deborah Granick, and so many others every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. Tune in if you dare. (laughs) It's actually a very thought-provoking show that deeply explores the craft and philosophy behind the filmmaking process while also examining film through the lens of the female gaze. So, like, you should listen. Switchblade Sisters. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland. I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. This week, we're going to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Since Roman Reigns made his debut in 2012, he's been a fixture of WWE. He's won numerous titles, been in four consecutive main events of WrestleMania, and had tons of great matches. And yet... His career has had some of the most volatile swings when it comes to reactions from the audience. We're going to get to a lot of that stuff in his career, including his big win from Sunday. But just to start out, when you look back, Danielle, over the eight years that Roman Reigns has been an active WWE main roster competitor, what 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 is the big story of him, and where where do you see him? Where do you see him fitting in in the pantheon? Because obviously he's been pushed really hard. Usually you find out all these stories about things that happened in people's career and how that affected their career, like 
later in like uh, a ride along or in like a table for three where they make like three dudes who fucking hate each other sit around and eat asparagus while pretending to have a good time. And so you find out that stuff then or like, you know, like WWE's version of like a true Hollywood story. So this is one where we get both the benefit of, of watching it happen in real time while also being able to look at it with mm-hmm. new perspective while it's still happening. It's very, it's a very interesting case. I think the biggest thing that I see is, um, it's like those movies where you take a rookie and and something happens. I don't know, man. Whole fucking team dies in like a plane crash. Whatever. Something happens, and it's like you know all the rookies have to take over, and it's bumbling at first, and they're all still trying to make it. It's you know it's Jamie Fox uh, puking before every match or every game. It's you know it's that kind of thing where it's like, and then you gotta like whip them into shape. And then in the end, you watch as that person like blossoms and become the person that they always were because of the fire that was put on them by that pressure. I think that's like the legacy of Roman Reigns is like watching a coal become a diamond. I like that analogy because in my head, I was sitting here thinking that Roman Reigns was like a diamond that they didn't know how how they were going to use it. I don't know if this diamond goes in a ring. Does it go in an earring? Is it better as a pendant? Right. Like, we don't know what to do with it. We know we have something. There's, like, no question that this guy is going to be a star. And so the last eight years have been a journey of trying to fit him into different molds. And I think where they've succeeded the most is seeing what his strengths are and just plussing them. I think his output in the ring, if you... Which is it crazy. Is. It's crazy that thing that has worked for wrestling so, for so decades. Weird. So weird. I mean, look, well. I, I'm sure, mm-hmm. I'm sure that that he has not done it all by himself. But I think they figured out, yeah, they no figured out who he was and how to enhance who he was rather than feed him corny dialogue or whatever. But in ring, I think his work has always been very good. I think if you go back and look at it, the period of time where he was most maligned where he was winning Royal Rumbles and winning championships and felt like he was being John cena to to coin a phrase. I think he was still turning out good matches with everybody he wrestled. He didn't need to be in a match against Daniel Bryan just to have a good one. It got better if he had a better dance partner, right. but he could pull off a, a very good match, if not a great match with almost anybody. Even when we were like, everyone was giving him shit because he was being... You know, we we are the audience and we are the arbiters and we are right. And either we thumbs you up, or we thumbs you down in the big fucking Coliseum. And if we didn't thumbs you up, then fuck you for doing stuff that we don't want you to do. Um, but even when that was happening, he you're right. He was still having good matches. I, I feel like, and it was so begrudging that we kept having to be like, yeah, Roman, you know, it, was a, it, it was a good match. It was a good match. He has good matches. Like no one even wanted to admit right. that. Like he was like it was begrudging. It was like yeah, I get it. like he's really talented. Well, we don't like somebody problem. telling us what is the big thing. We like to feel as the fans that we control everything. I think and yes. or at least have a huge say. Like if we support whoever enough then they should be the star and not the person you think should be the star. And we don't know the business behind yes. it. We don't know the numbers. Obviously, his merch has sold extremely well, and that is an indicator to them. There are more indicators than how many tweets somebody writes about a person. or There's just so many different metrics that we don't get access to that, that go behind the business. This yes. is ultimately a business. It is the wrestling business. And he was a smart and that continues to be a smart investment. God, do you remember? There was that dude that was going around on Twitter. It was the funniest fucking thing. And every time someone would post about, and I don't know mm-hmm. if it was a troll. People said it wasn't a troll. And I was like, it, it can't be. If no one's this not self-aware. But they would, he would like post things that would be like, we have to show the company that Roman Reigns sucks. And so if you're in the stands, you remember this, Julian? He'd be like, if you're in the stands and Roman Reigns is on, it is your duty to stand up and turn your back to the ring. So the WWE just sees a bunch of turned backs when they put their cameras on. It was so bizarre. Was so- they like released it manifesto style on Twitter like right before Raw it was it so, was so weird. weird if you see a kid in Roman Reigns gear it is your duty to tell that child how they are helping the collapse of wrestling as we know it 
of course that just it's just an example of the loudest voices mm-hmm. right like the loudest voices um because those kids were still buying his merch all the ladies still loved blue eyed joe which i am so fucking happy he stopped wearing them goddamn contacts look i told you i used to wear blue contacts in high school they do not look good on people whose eyes are not naturally light colored you look insane I really, it wasn't like he wasn't on camera that much when he started wearing those things so it was really bizarre like i feel like I don't know if somebody told him to do it or if he like thought, oh, you know, it'll be fun <laughs> if I'm a vampire every time. It wasn't. I come out. It was fucking weird. It was fucking weird. And it did. And people, the thing that people have been begging for 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 years, for years, for years mm-hmm. since the split up of the yes. shield. Shortly thereafter, he was kind of the odd man out of that split. It was really about Ambrose and Rollins when they when they split up. And right. They clearly had no plans for him because he just got all of the shield casts off. Like, I think that they thought that it was enough mm-hmm. for him. He was the dude. He was big. He was the leader of the shield. He was the or muscle. at least, like, he would come off sometimes. Yeah, he was the muscle of the shield. Like, he was big. He's the Rock's cousin. Um, he's hot as shit. He's got those mm-hmm. cloudy blue eyes or whatever we're calling him. Like, I think that they thought that it was enough that they didn't have to put more into building him his own character and they just gave him all the shield cast offs the fucking why you a one man SWAT team with your own chest protector it's yeah. fucking weird yeah <laughs> the t- there's no <laughs> i in SWAT <laughs> the t literally stands for team i think yeah. i don't fucking know no it's tactics <laughs> like, they made him one special weapons attack <laughs> they made him one man uh, <laughs> well the special weapon special yeah. weapon in tactic like they, they gave him nothing, <laughs> and 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 that just shows that they were so in on the idea that like he's handsome, he's the muscle, he has the Superman punch, he's gonna be the star. We don't have to invest anything, and we don't have to actually put any. Ambrose got to draw off of yes. his own personality. Uh, Seth got to become every kind of Seth that you can be in the mm-hmm. run of his career, but they were like, it's enough. We don't have to actually do anything that's really based around roman's personality because the roman Mm -hmm. of him will sell it and that was another thing that created distance between him and us because we were like okay well it's one thing when you were part of the shield this faction but we want to know you but you're still you're the dude who's still wearing your letterman's jacket and you're a fuck it you're in college now put it away put the no one cares that you lettered in fucking volleyball my dude put it away you have Psych 101 next. <laughs> Including that that music. It just, I know Roman said that the music's changing when the time is right because it's his intention, but that music needed to go forever ago. I was so tired of hearing dun-na, dun-na, every single time it came out. It's It should only be a shield thing. They should make it, it should have been mm-hmm. special so it was only for it the shield. It never made sense. And I get, okay. Like, it, yeah. it, it, it was like I was, bet- like Seth Rollins betrayed me, but I'm going to keep this relic of when we were still a thing together because we're still, you know, we, there's still a thing and I'm, I'm tied. It just, I don't understand what the, what the motivation behind it was. It was just so weird. It was weird. <laughs> so th- this guy, real, uh, real, real name, uh, Joe, Joe, Joe N-O-Y-E. The guy. He he has fought cancer twice, beat it once, then beat it into remission, then it came back, and then he beat it again. Then he seems to be poised to make yet another run. He has the title, uh, or or is in pursuit of the title. Then COVID nineteen happens, and he instantly is like, "I'm immunocompromised. I'm staying home." Shows up at SummerSlam, and he just had a kid. Exactly. Good for you. We he love shows you, up at. Do shows up at SummerSlam, and he's he's the heel that we've been waiting for for all of these years, mm-hmm. including myself. Like I wanted to see him as a heel. It felt like he was he was perfect to be heel. It felt like the night after he beat the Undertaker when he went on the Raw and they booed him for two minutes straight. This is my yard now. That felt like, oh, he's a heel. Like he, the, his crowd control and his, yeah. everything in that moment, it was like perfectly timed. He pulled that off to perfection. And that felt like, oh, we're going to get the heel Roman Reigns. Not even then. It's mm-hmm. so much more gratifying now. 
and even his relationship with Paul Heyman, where Paul Heyman is beholden to him. Paul Heyman is the controller of Brock Lesnar. Paul Heyman is is the yes. is the higher status or equal status in that relationship. Now Paul Heyman needs Roman Reigns to have a job, so Roman Reigns is the boss. Mm. That match at Clash of the Champions against Jimmy is Jimmy, right? No, it was Jay against Jay. Yeah. God damn it! You I just proved this point. I know they're not identical, but they're pretty identical. Uh, they're. I mean, yeah, no, like technically yeah, but, they are not. But they identical. look identical. God they are fraternal damn. twins that look a lot like one another. Uh, against Jay, that match against yeah. Jay was one of the maybe one of the top five matches like it just in that I've ever seen in terms of how intense it was, how great the storytelling was. I like that it happened in the Thunderdome so you could hear everything. See my camera over here? That's my camera. Uh, this is my WWE. Tell the whole world that I am the head of the table, the tribal chief, the boss. I own it all. I run it all. I feed everyone. You tell them. Tell the whole world now. Not today. Not today. <laughs> Hearing Roman Reigns say stuff like, you're trying to level up? I live at this level. To everything he was saying, everything he did, right up to to Jimmy showing up at the end and to to try to throw in the tap. Yeah. Like, everything, it was great. And and Roman Reigns, like, back every time Heyman said something, he's like, you back off. This is family business. Like, so good. What a great Ooh. character. Ooh. He's the tribal chief. This is, like, this feels like... The realization of Roman Reigns. I don't know where this eventually goes, but this feels like something that could have legs for a very long time. And it justifies him being the world beater that he's uh, that he's always been. And it it even ties directly story wise to him being that world beater. Wouldn't winning that much inflate your ego and make you mad when somebody else takes your spot that you don't feel is deserving? Like it, you can trace a line all the way back to FCW, and and his journey to this version of the character would make one hundred percent sense. Yeah, he. I don't give a shit about dogs and yards. I give all the shit about tribal chiefs. Oh my god, do I give all the shits? This was everything that I wanted out of this match when I, when we were talking about it. Uh, uh, I think it was last week. This is everything that I wanted out of this match. It was family, it was dirty, it was Paul Heyman, stay out of it, it's us. It was Jimmy running into the ring like, yeah, you're the tribal chief, you're the tribal chief, what are you doing? We're family, back off. It was Roman Reigns doing that thing where like both of them uh, uh, got their big open mouth chompers right up in that camera. Um, in a very, in a very, uh, you know, uh, a position that made uh, it really uncomfortable on my timeline for a while, you guys. They are related. <laughs> um, that is weird. Um, but yeah, it was all of the family stuff I wanted. I got it. I'm, I'm super happy. I can't wait to see where it goes next. Um, who knows? Maybe The Rock will come out with all those balloons he has under his shirt, and <laughs> uh, and he will, and and he'll have something to say about it. Like this to me, and it, it's just such a good way. I don't mind. I don't know. It, it, I'm trying to find a way to to say this. Um, not that it's like something controversial. I just want to like not sound like a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find a way to say this. Um, uh, have you heard of flat Earth science? <laughs> no. Um, so. This is such a good way if you're going to use, and, and they've tried to use the family thing with them before. And I liked it when they would have him team up with the Uses, um, Uso Penitentiary, all that stuff. I thought yeah. that stuff was fun. Um, but using The Rock for the way that they did before, I get why they did it. It didn't work. It pissed mm-hmm. people off. Now, now if you want to bring in The Rock, now if you want to bring in Rikishi, now if you want to bring in um, Naya and all of these people, except Joe, huh? uh, and bring in all of um and bring in everyone else like uh, all the Samoan dynasty or whoever like now this is when it's like okay it's earned because I do think that that you know other than having him shoot t-shirt cannons if you're gonna have the rock actually be involved in something with his family I do feel like that has to be earned I don't care if he shows up and he does his I'm the rock I'm you know I'm I'm you know he's you know Hugh Jackman in the greatest showman when he shows up to WrestleMania Mm -hmm. that's his job and he enjoys doing it and I'm sure he gets paid very well for it and I don't think it's very far from his house um (laughs) or he'll find (laughs) something to do you know he'll he'll build a he'll build a gym and a truck but 
this is the way that you do that. Like, this is the way that you bring him in where it feels earned. This feels um, like it's family and it's dirty. And oh, oh, brother, if there's one thing that I love almost as much as I love is friendship, I love fucking family in wrestling. Oh my God, give it to me. Oh, we're family. Oh, we're family. Oh, did, did your family portray you? The person that was supposed to care for you more than anything in the world? Just fucking shove it in my mouth like cookies into Shawn Michaels. Like just I'm put not, it not, inside not. me because that's <laughs> that's what I want. Um, yeah, no, this, this gave me everything that I, like honestly, this, um, I'm trying to think of the last time I was this hyped for a universal run a universal championship run and i can't think of the last time i've been this hyped for for, for this particular belt. yeah no way 100 percent. maybe when finn won it before we knew he was gonna get hurt for that week 24 hours That's right fair. did it even last a week no because raw was the uh, next night i just remembered right no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oopsie yep. one of the shortest title raids him and mick foley after SummerSlam 99 losing it 24 hours later <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Jesse Ventura. Didn't want to do a three count for you, Triple H. Don't talk about that anymore. It's over. <laughs> he was the governor. A baby face had to win. That was the rule. Folks, if you have any thoughts on what we've discussed on the Tribal Chief, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord via the links in our show notes. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you should know about. This is Titan Fight. We are so thrilled at your interest in attending Hieronymus Wiggenstaff's School for Heroism and Villainy. Wiggenstaff's beautiful campus boasts state-of-the-art facilities and instructors with real-world experience. We are also proud to say that our alumni have gone on to be professional heroes and villains in the most renowned kingdoms in the world. But of course, you are not applying to the main school, are you? You're applying for our sidekick and henchperson annex. You will still benefit from the school's amazing campus and you'll have a lifetime of steady employment. Of course, there's no guarantee how long that lifetime will be. Join the McElroys as they return to Dungeons and Dragons with the Adventure Zone Graduation every other Thursday on Maximum Fun or wherever podcasts are found. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. This week, we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. <laughs> Lindsay, what would you like to put over? I have books by my books. Um, in case you missed it, is out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to murder me. She should. She should fucking kill me. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, Lindsay, Lindsay's book is out in the U.S. and Canada, you guys, if you haven't yes. had a chance to get it. I know we usually say these for plugs, but I'm going to say for Lindsay, pretend she's the kind of person that would actually put herself over in the putting herself over segment. Right. Um, and uh, you should end the audio book is real good, you guys. Um, it's like one credit on Audible. But yeah, no, uh, so I'm putting over Effie's Big Gay Brunch. That is Saturday, October 10, 2020. That is happening at 11 a.m. Uh, somewhere. Um, I, they're doing it outside. It sounds like it's all going to be super fa- super safe. It doesn't matter. I'm not fucking going. Um, it's in Indiana. <laughs> Most of y'all ain't fucking going. But it's on Fight TV. You'll be able to watch it. It's so much fun. There's going to be so there's like Billy Dixon and like Sea Stars. Still Life with Apricots and Pears, who is art. They're just art. Dark chic, geez. I'm also Effie. I, I'm I'm leaving people out, but it's just like it's just fucking a queer good time, y'all. We're just like some real good stuff. So go uh, go check that out. They're not paying me for this. I just I want you guys to see gay shit. <laughs> <laughs> I want to put over two wrestling things. One, this is from Twitter. Uh, this will be a link more than anything. Which is this uh, student who kept showing up to their class, their Zoom class with different wrestlers' entrances. So they would change their picture to that wrestler's picture, and then they would share sound from their computer and then play that wrestler's entrance theme before they showed up. It's brilliant. Uh, and you can find a link to that in the show notes. Here's something with a clip behind it, though. The matchup, the two matchups on Sunday that uh, that I'm also looking forward to are Johnny Gargano versus Damian Priest for the North American title and Io Shirai taking on... The what is it? The Poison Pixie is that her her nickname now? Candice LeRae, the 
the entire Lorray Gargano clan going mm. for gold on Sunday. I'm very excited. I'm excited at the prospect of both of them winning. I'm excited at the prospect of one of them winning. I'm excited at the prospect of that one person, if I had to pick between them, being Candice LeRae. Yes! But I love the interview they gave together backstage. <laughs> was so good. Here's a clip. Unfortunate, really. Yeah. Johnny Candace, as we just heard, Tegan Knox suffered a torn ACL due to the attack uh, by you, Candace. It had to be done, really. It's karma. Yeah. No, she breaks my TV, you tear her ACL. Fair fair. Just worked out that fair way. Fair. Even Steven. Well, there you go. Okay. Go buy Lindsay's book. It's her birthday, people. It's Even if you're birthday. listening to this later, it's still her birthday. That's when this came out. You should support her if you're able. Mm-hmm. And and get uh, you can get her current book now available in the U.S. You can get her entire back catalog. Build your build your Kelk library. I say. Yes. Uh, the Thrilling Adventure Show coming up on Halloween. We're doing a Halloween Beyond Belief. Follow Thrilling ADV on Twitter for the details. It'll be a fun one. We just did our cho- our Choose Our Adventure show last weekend. That was also Ooh. a blast. And as always, listen to the other podcasts that I do. They're real fun. Follow me at Hal Lublin on Twitter. You can do it on Instagram, but I have rarely posted there since pandemic started. Wonder why. Our producer, Julian Burrell, only has sympathy for good people. And he also has something to plug. Come on, Julian. Uh, so I mentioned it last week. Uh, there's a panel that I did about comic books with uh, Clint McElroy and James from, uh, James is from Minority Corner and Clint McElroy is from the various McElroy families of shows. Uh, you guys can listen to it now and you can also watch it because we recorded the video as well for you Max Fun members. It doesn't matter what level you're at. Uh, you just go to your Max Fun bonus feed and you'll see it there. I hope you guys really like it because I had a lot of fun and they say that it too. So yeah, thanks so much for everybody who tuned in and for everybody who will listen after they hear this. That's right. Go check that out. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes. If you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to the Max Fun members who make this show possible. And hey, if you're able to and you need some clothes, we got a t-shirt that you can buy. Wear our show oh, yeah. on your body. We'll be back next week ah, for put more. Me on you. you guessed it. Wrestling. Put us on you. Put us on you. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.